Hello everyone. Welcome to Yashoda Hospitals yet another episode the health talk session. Most of us have experienced some gastric issue at some point or the other. So let's discuss about common gastric issues with our doctors today. I'm Dr. Lakshmi and let's welcome medical gastroenterologist consultant from Yashoda Hospitals Sikandrabad. Welcome sir. Yeah, hello everyone. Uh, I am Dr. Rakesh Kumar. I am a consultant gastroenterologist and an interventional endoscopist. I am currently working at Yashoda Group of Hospital at Sikandrabad. My areas of expertise are uh, advanced endoscopy, endoscopic ultrasound and the newer third space endoscopy. And I have been practicing gastroenterology for now nearly 10 years. That's great sir. So sir, how did you develop an interest for this field that is medical gastroenterology? Well, as you know, Dr. Lakshmi, uh, any journey to become a doctor, it's like performing a penance. And uh, I mean, when you start uh, the idea of becoming a doctor, it always comes up very early in the childhood. And for me also, uh, well, the idea started very way back in my high school, you know, when I started developing a keen interest that probably this is the profession that I want to pick up. And, you know, eventually started working on that direction. And of course, the big influence for me was my father uh, who was after me all the all the while. And uh, he was the one who pushed me towards this field. And eventually I picked up science as my topic. And then I made it in my first attempt to Usmania Medical College. And that's where I did my MBBS. And as you know, once you are in it, as the journey continues, I started picking the finer traits of the profession and very soon by the time I reached my housemanship I decided that probably general medicine is what I wanted to practice further and uh, sometime in 2007 as soon as I cleared my uh, MBBS I enrolled myself into general medicine after clearing my entrance and three years later I did practice for one year as a physician but I was not very satisfied with the way it was I wanted to do something more and my final year thesis in MD general medicine was GI related and I had a, a little inclination for gastroenterology. So I picked up that thread, I appeared for a DM entrance and I was able to secure the first rank in the S2 AP and that's how I made it into Usmania for DM gastroenterology. So by 2012 I finished my DM gastroenterology again the profession made me more, you know, it wanted me to achieve something more. I didn't want to settle down. So I decided that I'm going to pursue further. And then I picked up a fellowship at Dr. Amit Medio, who is one of the leading endoscopists from India. He practiced at BITS in Mumbai. That's where, you know, it's kind of the place where I worked for nearly one year with him. And that's where I picked up the finer traits of the gastroenterology. And after then, once I thought I'm done, I came back and I've started practicing. I think that's a great and a lovely journey what uh, you've been through. So sir, on a lighter note, if not a doctor, what you would have been? Yeah, if not a doctor, well, I think I would have ended up becoming a teacher. Uh, because, you know, teaching is something that has been, uh, you know, <laughs> is something I'm very fond of. Even right now, I do that a lot. So, you know, plan B was always to become a teacher. <laughs> so talking about uh, endoscopy, sir, so would you like to explain what is endoscopy to the general public out there and who should undergo and when? 
well uh, now endoscopy is uh, one modality of trying to address the patient symptoms concerning with his upper abdomen any patient who has uh, a lot of upper abdominal discomfort either in the form of uh, what you call as heartburn reflux or a lot of vomitings or there is a sudden loss of weight and appetite i think endoscopy is a very basic uh, modality of trying to investigate and find out what exactly is happening in the upper abdomen and times have changed the procedure has become very minimally invasive probably any patient who is requested to undergo this procedure just need to report to the uh, hospital or the place where he was asked to come up with 8 hours of fasting and at ashoda uh, we are taking every care and precaution and this procedure is usually done in 5 to 7 minutes and uh, usually we are doing it under sedation to take care about all the patient apprehensions and the pain which they would uh, experience without a sedation and one hour post procedure probably patient is good to go back so this is done under sedation and uh, it's not painful Yeah I think the concept of endoscopy has changed uh, there's a big sea change I mean 10 to 15 years back when I was working uh, as a uh, resident in gastroenterology probably most of our uh, procedures were without sedation so it would end up causing lot of you know trauma to the patient uh, now this has been taken care more and more centers now they are offering endoscopy under minimal sedation uh what it uh, means is that probably if you do an un, uh, morning endoscopic under sedation by afternoon 12 patient is good to go back uh, to his uh, usual self and the work that he does so that's the big thing that's come up so i think that really makes the procedure very easy for the patient so sir now there is a lot of information on the internet and most of the patients google the symptoms and come to your opd with a predetermined diagnosis and asking for an endoscopic procedure so how do you manage i mean do you advise or you go with them uh well uh, the arrival of dr google has definitely changed how we are uh, tackling our patients definitely now more and more we see patients who come with their own uh, predetermined diagnosis in fact i can say that so it's a, sometimes the challenge to uh, go through them but call me old school uh, but i still follow the same uh, uh, conventional uh, Uh, what you call the way that is i would definitely assess the patient symptoms and signs and then if i find some red flag signs what i mean when i say red flag sign is that anybody who is elderly more than 4 weeks of symptoms uh, unexpected weight loss or loss of appetite i think these are the subset of patients in whom i would probably definitely concur with them and ask them to get an endoscopy but if i see young guy Uh, somebody who is like 30 35 coming with first time two weeks history of abdominal discomfort i may differ from him i may in fact ask him to go for uh, probably you know a little bit of one to two weeks of medication if there's no response probably then i might post him for an endoscopy so sir what do you remember about going to a doctor or visiting a hospital for the first time when you were a kid what were your childhood memories like well i think i think kids and doctor they don't gel well along apprehension fear is always something that will be written on in our faces but the interesting thing i can tell you about my interaction is that you know uh, in my childhood i had this very strange habit of you know uh, picking up putting up chalk pieces in the mouth you know i would do that very often i was very fond of the chalk piece thing uh, you know so i still remember that you know i my father one day took me to the pediatrician so i was waiting in the lobby uh, we would see a big uh, di- flow chart diagram of a gi tract on the wall so my father took me to the gi system there and he showed me that the more you eat this it will one day get blocked up in your colon and you would end up with an abdominal pain 
probably that was my first interaction or the first image of a gi track maybe that got imprinted on my memory and 15 20 years later i am a gastroenterologist that's great and wonderful so similarly we'll be seeing so many kids with the foreign body ingestion especially the toy batteries or the chalk and more commonly the coin so how do you think one can prevent this uh, well it's a tough challenge you know <laughs> now you know it's it's tough you know you can't uh, monitor your kid all the time but definitely one uh, general precaution i can tell all the parents out there is that you know try to see that your kid doesn't handle these batteries maybe you know keep them away from them but now especially in the covid lockdown we ended up seeing too many kids coming up uh, maybe most of kids being restricted at home you know i i did ended up seeing lot of kids coming with battery injections and you know even in fact i saw kids uh, ingesting magnets so i think it's a tough ask but you know general precaution i can tell to parents is see that you know these things are not uh, within the vicinity of your child so now talking about a lot of younger generation undergoing endoscopy and presenting to the opd with lot of gi issues so what do you think the causes i mean do you think uh, the sedentary lifestyle or the eating habits have got something to do with this yeah absolutely absolutely i think uh, you know uh, in the uh, last 20 years i think there's a big sea change in the lifestyle i mean uh, sedentary lifestyle westernized food refined diets high cholesterol diets you know diet with uh, you know calorie dense diets and with minimal workout you know i think these are the things that have really got done a big shift in the uh, you know the or the effects that we are seeing on the gi has become enormous uh, i mean uh, 20 years back probably in a standard indian diet was more of fiber and more of carbohydrate but in the last 20 years we have started aping the westerners so much so and this western diet is actually leading to more and more of this uh, upper abdominal dyspeptic symptoms coming up in the younger generation a lot so sir one of your special interest is third space endoscopy tell us more about this yeah i think i think uh, third space is endoscopy is something that has been very close to me i mean uh, if you ask me what exactly is third space endoscopy see there has been a big boom in the endoscopic interventions uh, since 2010 and one of the uh, one of the big thing that has come up is that the advances in the endoscopy instruments and the accessories have started allowing the uh, gastroenterologists to reach the areas which were something probably not imagined in 20 years ago so what i mean by third space endoscopy is that conventional endoscopy you are trying to look at the lumen that is the gi system inside either the end of esophagus stomach or the colon so whenever we come across any lesions uh, it can be a, a subepithelial growth or it's a small adenoma or a polyp probably previously uh, our uh, role as a gastroenterologist was limited to diagnosing them and probably referring them to the surgeon for further intervention but uh, with the arrival of uh, newer accessories and advanced scopes uh, we have created a new uh, uh, subset called as third space endoscopy so what we mean is that using the same endoscopy and the advanced accessories we are able to uh, recognize these uh, uh, small polyps adenomas or the lesions in the stomach esophagus and colon and using the endoscopy we are able to uh, 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 what do you call give a patient a curative therapy which was probably 10 to 20 years was a surgical thing 
सो आई थिंक थर्ड स्पेस एंडोस्कोपी इज अलाउविंग अस टू इवन डिटेक्ट early esophageal cancers early gastric cancers or in fact even early colon cancer if they pick if we pick them early we are able to endoscopically resect them and you know that's the big thing that's with the third space endoscopy so the diagnosis and the treatment it happens simultaneously Absolutely. at the same time and one of the and one of the big thing of the third space endoscopy yeah, that has picked up in a big way is the what is known as uh, peroral endoscopic myotomy that is poem so uh, previously we had this entity called as ecclesia cardia which is nothing but too much of tightening in the foot pipe so when there is a too much of muscle tightening it doesn't allow the patient to have a proper food meal which he cannot you know swallow in so most of time they end up you know kind of vomiting or having severe pain so 10 years ago all these patient would end up on a surgical table because heller's myotomy was the only treatment of choice but uh, in the last 5 to 8 years we are using this third space concept we have come up with a procedure known as peroral endoscopic myotomy where all these patient of ecclesia cardia we would do the same uh, procedure which a surgeon would do on a surgical table and we would do this not in the ot but in our regular endoscopic room it's a one hour procedure and once the procedure is done we discharge the patient within the 24 hours so the minimal invasive nature of the procedure is what attracts it you know and that's what uh, makes it so uh, easy on the patient and on the doctor side so that means faster recovery less stay in the hospital and uh, the diagnosis and treatment it happens simultaneously absolutely so like the newer techniques which are on the rise right now absolutely and uh, i would like to probably add now that uh, probably in the two states combined together at ashoda we have got the second best numbers uh, i mean the number of poems we have done is probably second uh, we are standing right now second and most of patients are quite satisfied and the big good thing is that you know patient is back home within 24 hours you know that's the uh, good thing about the procedure So, sir, talking about colonoscopy, as you've just mentioned, that uh, while doing this procedure, you see like you know epithelial growth, which could be precancerous. So, ideally, who should undergo colonoscopy and when? Well, again, unfortunately, unlike the Western societies, I mean the Western gastroenterology societies, they have got a very good guidelines. Uh, asking the i mean giving it a very clear indication to the patient when are the situations where you should approach to a uh, doctor for a colonoscopy uh, we at uh, india we do not have a good guidelines uh, uh, regarding this aspect but in general what i would suggest to all this that anybody who is above 50 years or anybody with a family history of colon malignancies or anybody who is having anemia or chronic abdominal pain or a new onset of uh, uh, constipation i think these are the particularly five to six indications or indicators where the patient should immediately approach the uh, nearest gastroenterologist and probably get himself colonoscopy done just to make sure that everything is okay on the inside side so sir as you just mentioned that uh, during this pandemic you had hectic working schedule so how did you balance your work and personal life i think i think in general you know that's uh, probably you know a doctor's uh, it's it's a screwed up thing for doc- doctor you he cannot balance his work and you know his professional and personal life it's it's always an imbalance thing that's what i feel but uh, but what has happened is that i think there's more with the arrival of the covid the stress and the strain on doctor has significantly gone up so i think now there's a general consensus among all my colleagues now is that you know more and more we should try to actually start balancing these two ends and on my side what i generally do is that most of the time i do a lot of physical outing 
you know that that really makes me feel better so cycling is what i do on a regular basis whenever i have a chance you know that gives me a really peace of mind probably introspection is something i can do when i am alone and if not that of course like anybody i read lot of books so these are two things that make me go go along and makes me you know keep a balance between the professional and personal life read lot of books that's interesting <laughs> Well, that's the bug you everybody a doctor gets in because you know eighteen uh, subjects in five years of MBBS you will end up uh, start liking all your books. So thank you, doctor. Yeah, thank you. It was nice interacting with you. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for catching up with us, and do join us for the next week as well. Thank you, and stay safe.